You're listening to The Mom and Spurred Show, episode 184 with Rachel Cruz. Welcome to The Mom and Spurred Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Rachel Cruz back on the show today. I had her on the show before episode 100, where we talked about loving your life, not theirs, and it was so great. So make sure to check out that episode after you listen to this one. Um, But today I wanted to have her on the show because I wanted her to kind of share with us her thoughts on what to do during this time frame. So I know that there are people that have lost their jobs, people have taken pay cuts, and some of you might just be concerned that you may lose your job, not knowing where all of this is going and when things will really reopen and whatnot. So I had her go through several scenarios and just walk us through her thoughts on this, kind of like what to do if you lose your job and you don't have three to six months savings, what to do if you do have savings and you've lost your job. Um, what should we be doing with our stimulus check? You know, people kind of say we need to get back into the economy, um, but we also need to take care of ourselves, right? And so I just had her kind of go through some scenarios that I hope encourages you guys to think about how you're spending your money, how you're saving your money, and just to really think about, are you in the position that you had hoped to be in if a crisis had come up? And so if anything, I hope this time frame really kind of shed some light onto you that were you in the position that you wanted to be in or would you need to be somewhere different different if this were to happen again? So I hope this encourages you guys and inspires you to think a little bit more about your money. And I hope it gives you a little bit of peace um, on what she shares and that you truly enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys, welcome back to my favorite things segment. And today I'm going to be talking to you about books. So with us being quarantined, I thought it might be more fun if you had some good books to read. I know for me that reading a good book just makes the time go by quicker. It makes it more fun and it kind of gives you a fun escape. So first I want to talk about a cookbook because I know there's a lot of you that are cooking with the kids or cooking on your own and you really love you know, making new recipes. And a lot of you probably already have this cookbook, but I thought I would just recommend it because I just love it so much. And it's by Joanna Gaines and it's Magnolia Table. Two of the things that I absolutely love in this cookbook is her chocolate chip cookies and her chicken spaghetti dish. It is so amazing. So if you're looking for comfort foods, foods that are just going to make you feel good and you just want to feed the family and love on them. I totally love this cookbook. And I'm going to put all the show, I'm going to put all the uh, links in the show notes. And that way you don't have to be tracking this down and um, writing down the names. The other books that I'm going to recommend are fiction books. So if you're just looking to escape and kind of, I don't know, pretend that you were going somewhere, but you can't, these would be great. So the first one is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. I loved this book. I don't even know why I loved it, but I just fell in love with it. And I am so glad that they are making a movie out of it. And it's just about a girl that, you know, ends up, you know, growing up by herself on the marshes of South Carolina. And it just is really great. And one thing that I will say that a lot of the books that I'm recommending, there's kind of always this you know, mystery or suspense to them. And I really love books like that, where it's kind of like, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. It's not super obvious. And I just, I just love books like that. So keep that in mind when I'm like suggesting these. Okay. The other book that I would highly recommend is The Night Tiger. And the author, I don't know how to say her name properly. So we're just going to go with it. Yangzi Chu. Again, all in the show notes. So this book 
was really interesting because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. What is this tiger thing? I have no idea. It was very suspenseful and I didn't want to put it down. I wanted to know who did what, what happened, where, I don't know. And it just was a really great book and it really kind of transports you to the location that it's being written. And that's what I think is so fun. They do such a great job at that. So if you're looking for a book that kind of is like keeps you on your toes and you just don't know where it's going to go, that's a perfect book for you. And then one of the other ones, if you are a person who really likes you know, history and it's a fiction book, but you know that they're interweaving uh, like real facts. This is a great book and it's called Beneath a Scarlet Sky by Mark Sullivan. And it's about the war in Italy in 1945. And I learned so much reading this book and it was such a page turner once I got into the groove. And so I just really loved it. And it was just really eye opening too on, you know, what took place back then. And, you know, it, it kind of, walks you through this life of this boy and during the war. And it's just really fascinating. Another one that I like that is nonfiction, but reads like a fiction is A Murder in Music City by Michael Bishop. So if you live in the Nashville area, I feel like you will absolutely love this, especially because you will recognize landmarks that are mentioned in the book. If you love Nashville and you don't live here, I still feel like you will love this book. So it came recommended to me from a friend. And I'm so glad that I took that recommendation because I just absolutely loved it. And it was such a page turner for me. Lastly, this book, I really, really enjoyed, but it was times hard to read as a mom because it really pulls at your heartstrings. And it kind of makes you think, does this really go on or really maybe not now, but back in the day? And you're kind of like, what? And, and I don't want to give things away, um, but that's where it pulls on your heartstrings that like this stuff probably really did go on. Um, but it's called Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. And it's about two sisters that get adopted. And I don't know. It just was an amazing book, even though there were parts that I was like, you know, kind of like when you want to like plug your ears and be like, no, 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 I don't want to hear. Um, but you're like, oh, you should probably know that this actually happened. So, but to say all of that is still was a really, really great book. So I hope this gives you some ideas on um, new books that you might want to look into and just to make your time in quarantine a little bit more exciting. But for now, let's go to the show. Rachel, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I usually like to ask a travel question for my icebreaker, but I am changing things up during, you know, coronavirus. And I wanted to ask, what is your first thing that you want to do when the quarantine is lifted? Oh, gosh. My husband and I were like just talking about this. Um, there's like a, my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants in Nashville is called Modo. And I was like, Winston, when this is lifted, you and I are getting out of the house we're getting a babysitter and we're going on a date night to Moto. So that's it. That, that I was love my it. first place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what's funny is Christy, um, Christy Wright, who I interviewed is, uh, that was her thing is going on a date night too. So I think a lot of us parents, especially moms are kind of like somebody serve us. I don't want to do dishes. I don't want to come up with a meal. (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, Oh my gosh, the economy is going to be fine once we all get, cause everyone's just going to go straight to the restaurant. So like restaurant industry, just get ready. Cause we're just hang in there. Yeah. Just hang in there. (laughs) Um, really quick. What, um, what kind of restaurant is Moto? I've never been. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's Italian, mm. but it's not, it's kind of like bougie Italian looking. Like it's very like, um, I don't know. Uh, it's not like old school Italian, which I love that too. This is a little bit more like frou-frou-y. Got but, it. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. 
We love yeah, it. that sounds good. I'll have to add it to my list. Um, so let's jump in. If for the for those that have not heard you on the show before, um, share your name, uh, where you live, and how many kids you have, and then I I'm going to add in the ages just because we are during coronavirus times, and so I feel like people would be able to relate when they hear you know all the ages of all the moms. So start with your name, and then we'll go from there. Yes, perfect. So Rachel Cruz. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have three little ones. So Amelia will be actually five tomorrow, which is crazy. So a five-year-old, um, a two-and-a-half-year-old, Caroline, and then a little boy, Charles, who's five months. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, yes. So I have two girls that are experiencing uh, COVID birthday. So my oldest turned nine, April 1st, and then my youngest will uh, turn six in May. And um, it's been kind of sad for them because they were really excited to, you know, be at school, see their friends. And so to kind of just be like, there's no party. It's just us. And uh, I don't even know if I can find you balloons. I did. I was able to find them at Publix when I went to the grocery store. So luckily oh, for that. Smart. Yeah. I need to look for that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do that because Party City, obviously all that is closed, but I, I was walking through Publix and my oldest loves pandas. And I was like, <gasps> there's a Mylar panda. I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so crazy. And like our, like, I mean, she's five, so she yeah. doesn't really understand everything. Sure. And so I keep having to be like, you know why the zoo is closed? That's why you can't have a birthday. You know why the science is closed? That's why you can't have a birthday. Yeah. No one can do anything. And so, yeah, it's just, oh, man, it's wild. But in a weird way as a parent with, like, little ones. Yeah. You know, most of the time when you're throwing a big birthday party, it's more on behalf of you, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yes. Than, like, all the fanciness and stuff that people get into. So, I don't know. In a weird way, it's been kind of refreshing. Yeah, I was like, no hey, pressure. Like, I'm going to just bake a cake because our bakery that we love is closed. Yeah. We're not in business. And I'm like, okay, we're going to just make a cake. And I went to Target, got some gifts. I'm considering that an essential item. So I went and got my (laughs) essential items. And yeah, I don't know. I was like, you know what? It's a little refreshing. It's just like, this is what it is. And she wanted pizza. So we'll order pizza. Oh, there you go. I don't know. So we're trying to make the best of it. But I know. And I feel bad for all the ones that like have graduation. And I know. Yes. All that stuff. So all that stuff. I know. It's. I know. I'm, I am. I, I was talking about this. Um, people are probably going to hear this on an overlap of interviews. But um, so my youngest is in kindergarten. She did not get to go on any field trips because for some reason they pushed them all to the spring this oh. year. Yep. So she missed them all and she is not going to have a spring concert. And, you know, it's just kind of sad. I'm like, that's her. First. So I'm like, this is her first year. So, you know, my third grader, I don't really, I'm not that concerned. I feel like it's, it's the, the grades that are just the kindergartners. And then if you're graduating into the next, you know, level of school, and then of course the seniors, um, I feel like that's super devastating for them. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so weird. I mean, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you're just, it's like, you just kind of think to yourself, I don't know what world we're in. And, you know, you and I were talking about it before uh, the interview started, you know, we don't even know what day it is. So, I mean, it's all very (laughs) confusing. Um, So I'm going to, I want to talk to you just kind of about, um, you know, coronavirus, how it's impacting you. And then we're going to jump into some finance questions, but um, some things that I'm realizing as time goes on um, that there's moms that are truly enjoying this time. They're either slowing down or they're just getting more time with their kids. Maybe their kids are older and they're under the same roof now, but there's also moms that are really struggling for whatever reason. And of course we have our moments that we, you know, can go from one end of the spectrum to the other or kind of be in the middle. But where would you say that you're landing the majority of the time right now? 
Yeah, I, I think the first week was just like insane. It was yeah. terrible. And I was like, this has got to end. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as it's gone on, honestly, I feel like we've just kind of found this new group. Yes. Uh-huh. And I and I and I'll be honest too, I sneak away a little bit to work because I've been doing tons of TV interviews for, oh, for all yeah. of this. So like yeah. Good Morning America and Fox and CNN, like all these like outlets. And so I've had a little bit of an escape to like put yes. makeup on, yeah. feel like a normal person and go and do that. And then I'm back within like two hours or so. Um, so I feel like I've gotten my little, my outings, if you're you will. adult. Yeah. Yes. Your adulthood. So that's, mm-hmm. that's helped me be sane. Yeah. Um, where some moms are just like, it's you 24 seven. So yes. that would be really difficult. Um, so I haven't been in that boat exactly, but yeah, I don't know. And I hate to sound Pollyanna about it all, but I'm like, my husband and I were talking last night and I was like, honestly, like I kind of love our pace of life. Cause before this, I mean, I would travel for work. Yeah. I mean, it was just go, 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 go. And we're not even in the season with kids that have like sports practice sure. and all that. Like we're not there yet. They're still young. And, but we still have birthday parties. I mean, every weekend there was just, oh, it was too just much. Yeah. So, and, and you don't realize it. It's almost like you're in the rat race and you're tired and you know, you're tired, but everyone around you is tired and you just, that's normal. And then when everything is taken away, I don't know. We, I've kind of thrived. I'm not going to lie. And I know that, that it's not every mom out there, but I've just, we've enjoyed our nights home and I don't feel like there's FOMO because no one's doing anything. Yes. And yeah. like, I don't know. We've just, I, I feel like we really have made the best of it. And I think we're going to take things out of this quarantine back to our normal lives that I think it's really going to change us in a, in a good way. Yeah. Well, that is one of the questions that I am asking everyone that once this gets lifted and we go back to normal life, what are some changes that you do see that you really want to implement um, in your life, um, either just with yourself or as a family as a whole? Yeah, I think ours, and it's kind of generic, but it's just true. I'm like, I think I just want to slow down more. I mean, yeah. I just, um, again, I was like, I feel like we were just running and running and running and didn't even realize it. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's made me like think through like, okay, trips with, you know, like we were going to do a couple's trip. We were going to, I had a girl's trip. Like we just had stuff constantly. And I'm like, a part of me doesn't even want to do any of it. Like I kind of just want to be home now and, and value that time with them. And so I think the slowdown is big and we moved into a new neighborhood in November and they're very social people anyways. So like we loved hanging out with them, but, but it's like, upped it even more and oh, the quarantine, yeah. like neighbors are just like texting us like, Hey, we're at Publix. Who needs, does anyone need anything? Or I have chocolate bars for s'mores. If someone, I'll put them in my mailbox. I'm, like everyone's just helping each other all the wow, time. And that's so great. So fun. It's so great. And I don't know. So I pray that that continues on too. Cause it kind of, it makes you feel like, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're familiar with John Eldridge. He wrote the book wild at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly for men that book is, but I heard him speak about his new book and he talked about how we were created for a village. Like we were like, we were yeah. created, we weren't supposed to know what's going on on the other side of the world. Like we weren't supposed to know like about the Australian fires. We weren't supposed to know about things in China. Like we, we yeah. weren't, we're only created for so much. And it's almost like we're on empathy overload because of how connected we are. And I feel like the quarantine has forced that village feel, if you will. Like it's yeah. just like the people right here with us. And I don't know. I just have, I've really enjoyed it. So so, okay, I'm going to pull you out of your Pollyanna for a minute, but yes, I do love true, where you're true. going with this. Um, what has been, though, challenging for you? Like, um, and it can be just for yourself or it can be as a whole family unit. What what would you say has been kind of a struggle? Yeah, the struggle has been, honestly, probably the mom side. It's the kids. It's the entertaining. It's the demand of 
food 24 yes. seven. <laughs> uh, my kitchen is just constantly messy. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, oh my yeah. gosh, I just cleaned this. I feel like I just cleaned this. Yeah. Uh, there's no breaks with that kind of stuff. And right. so I, I mean, I definitely have days where I'm like, yep, kids frozen twos playing for a second time and y'all oh, enjoy yeah. it because yeah. I'm going to go do email and whatever I have to do. Um, so yeah, so there's those days for sure. Um, where it's just like the, the kids and the food are, it's just constant. I mean, it is absolutely constant. And, um, yeah, that, that's what I would say. For that's sure. why a lot of, uh, moms that stay home, you know, they talk about in the summer that their grocery budget goes like through the roof because yes. of this moment here. I was telling Christy, right. That, um, especially for you guys, cause you do work outside of the home and you do help so many moms that, um, this will really give you an idea of like what moms are talking about, you know, that are stay at home moms or they're trying to do a business on the side and they're trying to do it from the house. And you guys can really get an idea of like, okay, this is what this looks like when moms oh, are trying yeah. to do this or the kids want their 500 snack for the day. <laughs> and then you're, and you're like, why am I having to budget $500 more for the month in the summer? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh gosh. Yeah. The empathy is there. 100%. And the homeschool moms. The homeschool oh yes. That's what I told her too. That's what I said. I'm like, so for the working moms, it will be like, okay, this is what stay at home moms are doing. And then for the stay at home moms, it will be appreciation for the homeschooling yes, moms. Right. <laughs> and then I think everybody sure. will want to go back to work or, or start working out of the house by the time we're done with this. <laughs> yes, I know, right? I'm like, gosh, I can do a lot of things from home. I don't yeah. know. This is, yeah. I kind of part of it too. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. It's interesting. I think some people, I think this is what I'm noticing is that people at the beginning, it was really hard because I think it was such a shift and people had to, there was no groove and there was no, um, rhythm or anything like that. And even working from home, people are like, I don't have the right desk. I don't have the right chairs. And where am I working from? And and so now that a couple of weeks have gone by, I feel like what you're saying, people are getting more into a rhythm. Of course, we're all like, when is this going to end? And that's a struggle. Um, but I do feel like people are kind of like, okay, this is not as hard as what it was two weeks ago when yes. they just kind of were like thrown in there and had no idea what to do. And I'll say this too, Nashville's had the most amazing weather. So we've been outside yes, right, so yeah, much. So yep. people that are like, literally, there's like snow on the ground. Yes, like, that would be hard. Totally different deal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And when we, so when it first closed, like schools here, um, it was actually raining that first week. So work has not, had not canceled. So my husband was still working. Um, so I was just home with the girls and it had been raining. And mm -hmm. I thought to myself, if this is going to be like this the whole time, like I'm not going to make it <laughs> because it really does change, you know, to have the sun and it be nice out and you can get outside versus just being stuck inside the whole time. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I know we were actually went to the beach mid March, right. When yeah. everything was kind of starting to get crazy, but sure. it was still like people were still doing stuff. So we're like, Oh, we'll still go. Like, yeah. Um, and then by the end of that week, yeah. when like beaches were closing, I mean, yes. it was like, Oh, they're kicking okay, you out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, we gotta get back home. Uh, but that week in Nashville was terrible. So like literally all my friends yeah. were like, if you can just quarantine there, just quarantine there. Don't ever come back here. Yeah. It's terrible. And we're exactly. Right. It was that week. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's jump into finances. You know, there's people that are being laid off or they may be taking, you know, a 20% cut, 10% cut or having furlough days or people, you know, are probably not getting their bonuses or merit increases. So even if they haven't lost their income, they're not going to get, you know, those extra bump in pay this year that they might have been hoping for or relying on. 
even too, like, even if it was for last year, right? Companies may be like, hey, this is, we're not going to do bonuses or something because this is what's allowing us from not laying off or cutting your pay. Um, so in some ways, uh, people are probably feeling it to one level or another. So I wanted to just kind of ask you um, some questions and suggestions um, on what to do going forward right now. And I tried to come up with, you know, a pretty good array of questions so that there's different scenarios in hopes that it can help um, all different kinds of situations right now. So I'm going to start off, I'm going to kind of work in the sequence of, you know, baby steps with the Dave Ramsey model. And um, so if you have $1,000 in the bank and you are not laid off, do you recommend scaling back and trying to save as much as you can? Well, if your job, if you're in an industry that you know you're not going to be laid off, you're a teacher or a FedEx driver, or you know you're in demand right now, right. and you know you're not going to be laid off, then if you have that thousand dollars saved, then we say to continue on paying off debt. Oh, so okay. keep going because your income's still going to be coming in, sure. and you don't see yourself changing. So your life really hasn't changed much. Um, but for those people that have a thousand dollars and they're paying off debt, and they have lost their income or their income has decreased significantly. Um, then that's when you for sure pause your debt snowball, do whatever you can to find an extra income and you just pile up cash. Don't worry about paying off debt at that point until you get back into like your normal, um, hopefully rehired in your job or things go back to normal after the quarantine. Now, what about the people that don't know, like they're okay right now, but like depending on how long we keep going, um, for example, my husband works for Nissan, so the plant is shut down he works for headquarters, so he is working, but how long can a company keep going, not producing the products that they produce? Um, in that kind of situation where it's not a guarantee, kind of like FedEx running all the, or the Amazon and all that kind of stuff, but they're not laid off. Where would you put those people? Which, which category, if they had a thousand dollars that they're like, they're okay for now, but if this keeps going on for two more months, they might not know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our whole suggestion with people during this time is not to focus on fear, but focus on facts. So the fear would be, oh gosh, what if, you know, they lay us off? I don't know. Like no one's been talking about it, but it could, I don't know. Um, you know, that's that there's no facts in that case. So when the, when your company does say, Hey, if we're continuing on for another 30 days like this, things are gonna have to start changing at that point, pause everything, pile up cash. Um, and so it's, it's when you get the facts in place Mm. is when you then pause and pile up because, you know, because who knows what's going to happen, right? Sure. I mean, we could yep. look up in 30 days and we're all back. I mean, I don't know right, what may not right. happen, but um, yeah, so so really focusing on the facts. So if you're hearing your boss say something, if you know you're in an industry uh, where it, you know, there could be some layoffs, then that's when you do want to pause and say, okay, let's pause the debt snowball and pile up more cash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, what if the um, people have three to six month savings and they get laid off? Now, some people may panic and think, okay, I need to start putting things on my credit card. I don't want to bust through that three to six months. Or you bust through that three to six months and, you know, hope that you get your job. Where, what do you, what suggestions do you give to those people that actually do have that buffer, but they're still also paying off their credit cards and trying to, um, you know, knock down their debt and they've gotten laid off? Yeah, for sure. Well, for those people, I would say your emergency fund is there so you can use it, but then that's when you need to replace your income. So I don't want you to burn through three months or six months of your emergency fund and not have another job. So whether you're getting unemployment or whether you've replaced your job uh, with something else during this time for a temporary income, uh, that's what's key. So I don't want I wouldn't want someone in a situation to have, you know, five months of expenses saved in the sure. bank. They lose their job and they just 
hang out for five months and burn right. right through it. You want to replace that income. Now, if you're laid off, what do you, what do you suggest with a credit card situation? Like, would you just be saying to pay off minimum payments or? Yes. I don't so even yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So if you are laid off and you don't have an income coming in, then yeah, stay current with the credit card if you can, but don't pay extra. That's when you just need a pile of cash. Okay. That's good. So yep. in regards to 401k or Roth or IRAs, um, if someone doesn't have their three to six months, but they did not get laid off, um, do you say that they should keep contributing to those? Or would you say pause on those and get to your three to six months buffer? Yes. So our kind of the baby steps is pay off all debt except for the house, get that three to six months of expenses next, and then invest 15% of your income into retirement. So if you're in a situation where you still have debt or you don't have three to six months of expenses, pause all investing and get those two taken care of. Mm. And then those people that do have, you know, they, they have no debt, they have three to six months of expenses and they're investing continue to invest then. I mean, sure. the market's like on sale right now. So yeah. continue to invest. But if you, if you still have debt and you don't have a fully funded emergency fund, pause investing for the moment. Okay. That's good. So is there any other questions that have been asked to you that are popping up? I know like you were saying that you were on Good Morning America and CNN and um, you have a lot of followers um, on your social platforms and stuff like that. Is there something that stands out to you that you really would like to share on the show? Um, yeah, a couple of things. Yeah. We keep hearing about, you know, the market and 401ks and retirement and just, just blanket statement. Do not cash out your retirement. A lot of people are getting freaked out and they want to pull mm. their money out of the market. Don't do that. The only person that gets hurt on a roller coaster is the person who dr- jumps off. So <laughs> stay on and buckle in because your retirement's for the long haul. Unless you're right. retiring next month, then yes, go talk to your financial planner. But for most people, you know, you're, you still have possibly even decades left until yeah. you retire. So ride it out. Do not cash it out. There's penalties, taxes, fees, all of that. If you do, if you cash out early, don't cash out early, ride it out. And then if you're getting a stimulus check, if you're one of, um, you know, oh, people yeah. receiving a stimulus check, then people are asking, what do I do with that? Should I spend it and stimulate mm. the economy? And I'm like, no, it's not your job at this point to stimulate the economy. We'll get to that later. Uh, you need to use that check to take care of your household. So if you have lost an income, use that to pay bills. I mean, if you're someone that is paycheck to paycheck, you have debt, you don't have savings and you've lost your job. Um, make sure you take care of your four walls first. That's food, shelter, utilities, and transportation. And that stimulus check can help with some of that if you need it. And then find a way to replace that income to get some income coming in. Um, for those people that still have an income, again, like we were talking about, and you're in an industry, you don't think you'll be laid off in this time, use that stimulus check to help pay off debt or to save up for your emergency fund. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, because you know, a lot of people have been saying, you know, oh yeah, you need to put that back into the economy and stuff like that. But I'm thinking, yeah, but if people are in debt and don't have the money, no, they need to keep it. <laughs> That's right. I know. Yeah. And it's like this, it's a good, it's a good heart feel, heart filled set sentiment to say, oh yeah, we're going to go and stimulate it. But listen, when your household, it, your, your household is number one. Okay. So when you take care of that and that they're steady and your household has a good foundation financially, when you come out of this, then you're able to go spend some money and help stimulate it. But you can't do that uh, and neglect the things in your family and your, in your personal finances that need to be addressed. Yeah. I'm curious just because of the industry that you're in. Um, if you have noticed among friends or, or people that, um, you know, up till now, you know, after the recession, so we kind of all been in a bubble, you know, we have low interest rates on homes and stuff like that. And, um, things have been going well. And, 
I feel like people probably got really comfortable not having a lot of savings. Um, I'm not talking about Dave Ramsey people because I know that's that. I mean, they, <laughs> they do. But I'm just saying that I think people even people who make a lot of money um, yeah. didn't. I don't I don't think that they were probably having in the bank probably what they should that kind of goes along with their lifestyle. And uh, do you feel like that is really kind of shining a light that people, this is a wake up call that you really should have this kind of money in the bank based off of what you're making, your lifestyle. And um, because I feel like before people might've felt untouchable, like they're kind of like, things are great. Business is great. You know, everything's booming. And, you know, I don't really need a buffer. I don't need that big of a buffer. I'll be fine. You know, I can always pull from whatever. Um, Do you feel like that's kind of exposing that a little bit more? Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, for sure. Back during the recession in 08, Warren Buffett said, you, when the tide goes out, you can tell who is skinny dipping. I love that. Um, so yeah, I, I never want to shame anyone to say, sure. Oh, you no, know, no. told you so we've been teaching yeah. this, for, but it is a very much like with the urgency you feel of like, Oh wow, our stuff is not as together. I don't feel as secure as I thought I would keep that, take that urgency and yeah. do something different. Like once we get out of all of this, say, you know what, we are going to just pay off our debt. Let's get rid of that. Let's get an emergency fund. And then we'll go on living our lives again. Like, but really taking that at the wake up call. I love that line. That's why I've been yeah. saying, yeah, it's kind of like your wake up call to say, Hey, what can I learn? through all of this that I can take with us. And and when you feel a little bit of that panic, a little bit of that anxiety, because financially you're not as secure as you thought you were, make some, make some moves where you are secure then, you know, take debt out where, um, that risk is completely gone and have that savings, have that buffer. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just had, th- was thinking about that because I, I think that a lot of times people may think, oh, you know what? That's really conservative to have that in there. Do we really need it? I don't know. And, you know, and I think this is where, um, a lot of people that follow your dad and, you know, are probably feeling pretty good. You know, obviously things can still happen. You can still wipe through that depending on what's happening, but it puts you in such a better position and, you know, you're not, as panicked and freaked out. And I don't know, there's just some peace about that. So that's what I'm hoping that people realize from this, that it is smart to have all of this. And there's a reason, and it's kind of like, um, uh, I had lost a lot of weight last year and you could, you could think about, um, the way that you're eating as restrictive or there's not much freedom, but you can also say, well, is being heavier and carrying the extra weight, um, having the freedom that you want. And for me, it wasn't like, I couldn't do the things that I want to do. I couldn't work out as hard as I wanted to. And I feel like money is the same thing. And I think people think about budget. So you think about restriction kind of similar to if you're, you know, cutting your calories or cutting down on what you're eating so that you can lose the weight. Um, people may resist to that because they're like, oh, like you're taking away my freedom. But then you see on the flip side that you have the freedom and that you're not freaking out now because you now have actual money in the bank, not just in stocks, not just in 401k, but sitting in your savings. So if something happens, so. Yeah, that's exactly right. I know. I always say, yeah, budget doesn't limit your freedom. It gives you freedom. So yes. When, yeah, when you're shopping, when you're at the grocery store, when you're buying something online, you're never thinking, oh, is this okay? Is this too much? Will this be, you know, is this enough? 
this, is this, you know, am I, am I spending too much here? You don't have those questions. Like that's all eliminated because it's already planned out for you. So if anything, and I'm a spender, like I, I enjoy spending money. I love it. And I went to target today actually to get a couple of things that we needed. And I was like, wow, I love that. I just have the freedom that I'm checking out right now and it's all within the budget and I'm good. Like we're good. So it does, it gives you a sense of freedom because you're in control at that point. Like you're the one telling your money what to do versus your money dictating your life to you. Yeah. Now this is totally like off track here, but I'm curious because I haven't been in Target for a hot minute. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if you were actually allowed to shop outside of the grocery area. So they, they're letting you kind of like go in other areas. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Our okay. Target is. Yes. Okay. Interesting. In, in Nashville. In Nashville. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I was just wondering if they were having to kind of keep an eye on that with people just kind of coming in there because they're bored or something like that. I know, right? Seriously, <laughs> seriously. I know, I know. I, I feel like I, I was selling uh, someone else that like, I feel like that's going to be like, okay, so you got the date night as your your first thing, but then the next thing will be getting a Starbucks and walking around Target by yourself as the <laughs> other thing you want to do when the quarantine's lifted. That is, oh, I know the Starbucks was all shut down. I know. Yeah, yeah so know, they they probably lose a lot of moms that way. Like shutting it down, forget it. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, it's so true. So Rachel, we're at the end. And I just wanted to ask, um, as you know, another mom, what is, what is something that you're doing daily for yourself so that you kind of can be the best mom um, during all of this? Oh, that's a great question. Um, we've been, because our schedules are just so off. Yeah. Uh, kids, the girls are staying up later yeah. uh, than normally would. So they're actually sleeping in, which doesn't always happen, but right. I, know uh, that. <laughs> I don't know why they've been sleeping in. And I'm like, this is amazing. So Charles, the the five month old, he'll yeah. get up around seven. Sure. We'll bring him in bed and we'll like lay him right between us and yeah. we'll both sip coffee in bed. And it's been like literally the best, like, uh, even if it's just 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, debrief or like starting the day off with him and just, I don't know, it's been so calming. Like our mornings, I think I'll miss probably the most, maybe out yeah. of all the quarantine. Like it's just been really peaceful where before it was like all hell's breaking. Loose. Oh yeah. Like, you got to run out the door. Oh yeah. You're just all over the place. And I'm like, Oh wow, we can actually like breathe in the morning. So, uh, that's really helped me keep my sanity before I start the day, I think. Yeah. And that is really good that the, your girls are sleeping at my girls. They did not get the memo They're They're still oh, no. getting up at seven. And I'm like, you know, you guys don't need to get up at seven. And, well, and, and, and it doesn't work for me. They stay, if they stay up, then maybe they're sleeping till seven ten. I mean, it's yeah, not. That's, that's yeah, usually how mine is. I don't yeah. know. I think God's giving us gifts, but also Aww. Caroline is still in a crib. Yeah. So, oh so yeah. She may be up, but she's content. She's hanging so out. We, yeah, we let her hang out for a little bit, so yeah. she actually might be up. But <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. She's good. She's good. <laughs> yeah, I do think I that is what I've noticed with moms that work outside of the home that I've seen that just the slower pace of you know, not having to rush out the door for themselves, for the kids. And, um, you know, just being able to drink that coffee and drink it slowly and, and just kind of enjoy things. And while it's still hot. Yeah. Too, while right? it's still hot. Not, yes. Yeah, not having to reheat the coffee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I think that's really great. And, um, I do feel like it's good to kind of point out, uh, the good things that are happening and the blessings. Of course, there's, hardships and people are having a really hard time or the struggling or people on the front lines, you know, their lives are not as relaxing as, you know, people like us, you know, they're having to go into 12 hour shifts and they're exhausted mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, the main thing is I, I, what I wanted to point out for people is that, um, where can we find 
the good things that are happening right now. Um, yes, there are negative things. And, you know, I've realized over the past couple years that you can actually encompass multiple feelings. And, you know, it doesn't have to just be like, well, this sucks. It sucks. You know, and like, no, there yep. could be parts that suck and then parts that are really great and we can hold them all together. And so um, I love that you have found something that you are really enjoying about this. And you're probably going to be like, I don't want to go back to work, dad. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a part of me that feels that way. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this would be nice. This is good. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, Rachel, it was so great to have you on the show. I love talking with you, and I know it will inspire a lot of moms just to kind of hear what you had to say about the finances and, you know, just give them a little something to think about going forward. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Amber. And everyone can go to DaveRamsey.com slash hope. We've put up a kind of a whole new site of everything with the quarantine and lots of um, free help there, a lot of discounted stuff. So you can check that out if you need help with your money. Go there. Oh, perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amber. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week. <laughs>